When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, we're going to dive into our first Tale of the Tape edition of Purple Daily here, where we stack the Vikings up against some of their fellow NFC North Division and NFC Conference foes that might matter in 2020 but let's thank federated for not only for helping power Mackie and judd and purple daily the podcast and the youtube channel but also uh, for helping power local businesses and empower local businesses you are our community partners our neighbors our families and our friends and when you local business owners need some help federated is here to help visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during these pandemic times. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, welcome in here. Purple Daily. I say, gentlemen, welcome to you, gentlemen, and to you, audience. And I'm sure it's not all gentlemen, but I'm Phil Mackey. Hi, ladies. That's Judd Zolgad, ladies' man Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff producing the show today. And uh, we figured here, since we're getting into... The six, seven week stretch leading up to training camp football is on the horizon here unless something goes awry, which I guess it could. And uh, and and camp is delayed. But now that we've got sort of uh, a path to the football season, let's look at the Vikings as compared to some of their potential competition in the NFC North and across the NFC. And so we're going to do a tale of the tape series here throughout the next several weeks, comparing the Vikings in different key areas to some of their competition. Today, it's Vikings or Bears. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. Oh, yeah. Bear down, gentlemen. We love the Bears. So, um, to me, when I think of the Bears, I'm always just, like, perplexed and confused as to how they win eight or more games in any season without ever having a quarterback, without ever having explosive offensive weapons, and without ever having a head coach that doesn't strike you mostly as an overmatched idiot. Like, just... Straight up. I don't understand how the Bears are competitive wow. uh, when they are competitive. Fighting but words. even last year, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. They came back, and they weren't as much of a disaster as they were at the beginning of the year. So they were competitive because mostly uh, you know, their defense is, is, is among the best in the NFL more often than not. So let's start with this tail of the tape. We'll start with quarterback. Bears quarterback situation, Vikings quarterback situation. Who do you give the tail of the tape edge to? Oh, let me see. Let me give that some really, really hard thought. Break the numbers down um, in my head and then come out with, oh, Kirk Cousins. Um, Congratulations. Mitch Trubisky 
You talked to the media on Friday, and it finally looks like a fire has been lit under you because you're going to come out and you're going to lose the job. Nick Foles is going to start, and Nick Foles in Philadelphia, as we all know, when he's replaced uh, QBs there, gotten a chance to start at times, has been really damn good. And Nick Foles outside of Philadelphia, whether it be in Jacksonville or uh, St. Louis, I believe, at the time, um, is not much. Phil, this is as simple as it possibly gets. Even for those who think that I don't like or bash Kirk Cousins too much, there is no way that I am going to take the Bears quarterback situation. I am taking Kirk Cousins, and I'm pretty much doing it in what I consider to be a landslide. Yeah, if it's just Cousins or Trubisky, I don't think there's any discussion at all to be had because Mitch Trubisky, to me, is the second coming of Christian Ponder. He uh, he loves to use his mobility after the first read isn't there to run for five yards nervously and slide. Like, he's... Mitch Trubisky, there's a lot of quarterbacks that use their mobility to stay behind the line of scrimmage, to keep plays alive, and yeah. to make plays down the field. Deshaun Watson's one of those guys. Russell Wilson's one of those guys. Andrew Luck was one of those guys before he retired. Yes. Mitch Trubisky uses his mobility to nervously flee from the pocket and uh, and avoid making big plays down the field. The only, like, it's, it's Kirk Cousins in the tail of the tape. So just to be clear, it's Kirk Cousins. The only thing that would worry me a little bit is if the Bears can somehow squeeze playoff Nick Foles out for a full season. Right. If you can get like 16 games of playoff Nick Foles, yeah, that's but, a top 10 quarterback. Sure. And that's a guy that I might even give the edge to over Kirk Cousins. But are you really concerned that they're going to do that? And one, I'm not. And two, I mean, I think Nick, I don't think Nick Foles is bad, but you know, the Vi- the Vikings do have a good quarterback and stability there. I would consider, since the Bears have not picked a starter for the 2020 season, I, I would mean, consider the Bears. They probably have. It's, it's going to be false. But <laughs> but they're going to actually try honest. and wage a training camp battle, I think, it, which is going to be folly. Um, but there's nothing about the Bears' current quarterback situation that would concern me one bit yeah. if I'm the Vikings. Not yet, at least. Yeah. Uh, I, I think Mitch Trubisky is going to find that uh, holding for the special teams uh, part of practice is going to be... Team player, man. Where, where, ...where his competition lies two weeks into training camp. What a pick. So we all agree, unless playoff Nick Foles shows up, we all agree it's Kirk Cousins, right? We can just move on from that. Well, Cousins hasn't beaten Mitch Trubisky since he's come to Minnesota and the Chicago Bears. All right, that's a fair point. Yeah, But I would say it's more Kirk Cousins hasn't beat the Bears' defense. Correct. It's not like, I mean, not to say that Mitch Trubisky hasn't had some good performances too, but. He got hurt last year. He played, what, a quarter? Like a series. <laughs> what was the game where Chase Daniel came in? Yeah, that was last year. Soldier Field, last year. Four. Yeah. He played a series and then. Yeah, he doesn't. Right. But it's That's still Kirk Cousins. Like, if you ask the Bears right. right now, all right, would you trade your quarterback situation for Kirk Cousins? They might rather have the, <laughs> they might rather have the cheaper quarterback, but they would take Kirk Cousins. Head coach, tail of the tape, Mike Zimmer, Matt Nagy. Oh, I'm taking Zim all day long. And here's what I can't. Figure out the stories that we are hearing uh, from Chicago in recent months about Nagy very much remind me of the stories that actually occurred um, in the Vikings case between year one of uh, year one and two of Childress. It seems like Nagy is reconfiguring how he's going about his business. He got somebody got to him and said, "Your hard ass act of last year, and you're harping on a miss kick for months and like showing your team this miss kick set yourselves up for failure and was absolutely stupid." So it seems like like we're gonna get year two 
Childress in what will be what year three Nagy, correct? Yeah. I think we're going to get the kindler, uh, more touchy feely. I'm listening to you guys now. I'm sorry I didn't. I love my I, kicker. I, I don't want a, a touchy feely guy in coronavirus period. I okay? agree. Just like, just I agree with keep you. Keep your but, six feet distance. But what I'm Matt. saying is Nagy seems to me to be the type of coach who doesn't really know who he is and also does not have like a set way. He's just going to sort of be like, this year I'm going to be this guy. This year I'll be Dungy, and then the next year I'll be Belichick and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, I am, false and all, I am taking Zimmer, who knows, good or bad, who he is over a guy like that. It's uh, it's Mike Zimmer. You're correct. Mike Zimmer wins the tail of the tape here. Do I win something? You don't. Damn. You don't. You win. You win a high five through our glass divider here. Our hockey divider. There it is. Hey, you suck. <laughs> I know. I've read my Twitter at replies the last two weeks. <clears throat> I can confirm. Unfollow. Um. So uh, I think with Mike Zimmer, you know exactly who he is. I, I don't think he's Bill Belichick. I don't think he's one of the top three to five coaches in the NFL. I think Mike Zimmer is one of the 10 best coaches mm-hmm. in the NFL. You know what you're getting in Mike Zimmer. He's going to come in. He's a little bit old school. He wants to play great defense. And he wants to avoid making mistakes on offense. He has an identity as a coach, right? He's uh, he's grizzled. He likes to uh, he likes to stack stars on defense as much as possible, and he just doesn't like it when the quarterback throws dumb interceptions in the in the fourth quarter. No, no coach loves that. But you know sure. what you're getting in Mike Zimmer. Yep. In Matt Nagy, I don't know if even he knows who he is as a head coach yet. Uh, the the re- the resume would say that all right, he comes from this offensive background. And uh, and he were he's an Andy Reid protege, right? He worked for Andy Reid in Which is what Philadelphia, absolutely. And he's going to come in here, and and then he and then he worked for Andy Reid again in Kansas City, right? And he's this mastermind. Well, okay, are you hiring based on proximity to Andy Reid, or are you hiring a guy that actually is a meaningful, moving needle offensive mind? And if you start to look at what the Bears have done offensively under Matt Nagy, it's a train wreck. Mike Zimmer came in, and within two years, the Vikings have one of the best defenses in the NFL. Matt Nagy, offensive mastermind, comes in, and the Bears have maybe like the third worst offense in the entire league. It's definitely not anywhere near the top 10. Let's put it that way. So I'm still waiting to see, like, is Matt Nagy just like a guy who on his resume, it says Andy Reid a couple of times, or is he an actual offensive mind? Yep. And to this point, he's a guy that on his resume puts Andy Reid a couple of times. So Amen. Mike Zimmer. Um, overall offense, tail of the tape, Vikings-Bears. I am, and this obviously starts with the guy that we started this exercise with, Kirk Cousins. I am and taking Diggs is gone, so this is yep, for 2020. Yep, yep, and and the Bears, I think, have have recommitted in 2020 to getting their ground game going, which is all well and good. I get that, but still, that being said, I am taking Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Irv Smith Jr. Um. Offensively, I think the Vikings, I don't want to say that they're superior is probably too haughty of word. That's probably not the right word. But definitely, if you came to me and presented both of these offenses for the coming season and said, pick one, I'm picking the Vikings. Yeah, to me, it's it, it, it's Vikings for sure. And I don't even know if, if the gap is close. Uh, the Chicago Bears, you'd think, okay, they, they play defense and they run the ball, right? Like that's that's how they get to eight wins last year. That's how they they won the division two years ago, yes. right? And that's how they do it. Yes, sir. And then you start to dig a little bit deeper, and you find that the Chicago Bears were actually 
one of the worst running offenses in the NFL in 2019. Like your your image of the Bears is, yeah, well, they play ball control offense a little bit and they play defense. So they, they, they're pretty good at running the ball and playing defense. They averaged three and a half yards on the ground per attempt last year. The offense Disaster. was not good. Not good at all. Yeah, so the Vikings... The, the Vikings are clearly better through the air. They just have more weapons, and they just have a better quarterback. Everything about the Vikings' aerial attack, to me, is just superior. Um, and then so you look at, at the at the run game, and you would think the perception would be, the Vikings run the ball pretty well, but yeah, like, like the Bears, like that's how, they, that's how they score points, right? They run the ball. The Vikings averaged almost a full yard more per attempt on the ground last year than the Bears did. But you know what the Bears got? They got a depth chart full of tight ends, man. Yeah, that's right. They got more tight ends than anyone in the world. What was the Bears like? All right, we got to fix this thing on offense. How do we get there? Tight end. Jimmy Graham. All right. Another tight He's end. 90 in the draft. years old and hasn't yep. been good in six years. But Jimmy Graham's going to save this. So uh, for me, it's it's another check mark for the Vikings offense. All right. Vikings defense, Bears defense. Tail of the tape. Mm. Where's the check mark going? Now, this here? one actually is difficult. This one actually is difficult. I am going to go, given the personnel, um, and given the Vikings' losses, especially at the cornerback position and the unknown there uh, from their standpoint, the Vikings that is going into training camp. I am going to go with the Bears here because there's – I don't think the Vikings' defense is going to be bad, okay? So I don't think that, that they are at the cliff and they're going to fall off and, oh, my God, they're terrible. I do think that there are numerous unanswered questions as to how this is going to operate. I have trust and faith enough in Zimmer that he somehow is going to get it so it won't be a complete train wreck. All of that being said, I think the Bears have more pieces in place going into 2020. Mm -hmm. So again, if this is just uh, pick one, pick the Bears or Vikings defensively right now, not for a body of work, I'm taking the Bears defense right now. So, yeah, if you're just going off last year, the two things I would look at here, one I would look at just straight up yards per play allowed, because I think I think sometimes we get caught up in yardage and we get caught up in points and so, you know, it doesn't always points don't always account to for how often were you left a shorter field because of something that happened. Right. So yards per play is is probably the best measure of just how good are you at stopping the other team on a per play basis. And the Vikings were 5.2 yards per play allowed last year, which was 10th. The Bears were 8th at 5.1, so basically the same. If you go off of pro football focuses, defensive ratings from last year, the Vikings were the 4th best defense in the league. The Bears were 10th. So both kind of in that mix between like 5 and 10 defensively. And I would say because the Vikings have lost, just like you said, so many key pieces to that defense, They now they still have, I would say at every level of the defense, except for cornerback, for sure at Defensive line, linebacker, and safety. The Vikings have some of the best players in the NFL. Daniil Hunter, uh, all the way back to maybe the two of the three best safeties in the NFL, Eric Hendricks, a linebacker. But the other pieces around those four players, are a lot, it's a lot of question marks. Mm-hmm. It just is. And so um, as long as the Bears are, are bringing back key players and Khalil Mack, I would give the slight edge, slight edge to the Bears defense until we know more about the young players that are stepping up to fill those spots for the Vikings. Um, so that brings us to overall team. Now we've 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 said th- basically three categories to one for Vikings over Bears. But if there's any other gaps in here? Let's just have one last category. Don't forget special teams, teams baby. Teams. Sure, special wanna, teams very very you, important. You want to include kicker? Both punter, kickers tight as can be because their coaches don't trust them. Correct. Uh, who are you giving the edge to? Tail the tape. Best overall team 2020 Vikings or Bears? Vikings. Vikings and and in fact I think that there's a better chance that this is going to be. Ryan Pacers, the GM, and Nagy's last year 
then the Bears finish above the Vikings. I, I just don't. I think the blueprint in Chicago, I sort of like parts of it, but I don't. I think that Nagy is another guy that at the conclusion of his co- of his uh, tenure with the Bears, we're going to look back on and say, you know what, that guy is a really good coordinator. Yes. And I think he might be. I think he might be. But, the, but you know, it's been a long-held conversation on our various shows that being a really good coordinator does not translate to being a really good or su- uh, successful head coach. So I would say Edge goes to the Vikings as the better overall team, in part because to go beyond that, I think right now the Edge goes to the Vikings as far as the better overall franchise and how it's run. Yeah, Declan, where are you at? Total tail of the tape yeah. here, Vikings or Bears? I had the Vikings. Um, I, I do think the defense is a little bit miscued. Like Even if you look at some statistics on uh, between the Bears and the Vikings defense last year, even with the Vikings losing a lot of pieces in the offseason, the Vikings had more sacks. Vikings had more turnovers. I mean, they're very close in yards and points. So, like, right there, they're neck and neck. I do think their defense are a lot closer, even though I think the perception is the Bears have this amazing shutdown, really, really good defense. But I look at the offense, and I look at the head coach, and I don't think it's close. I think the Vikings are just so night and day ahead of each uh, in each of those categories that, to me, I would be shocked if the Bears pop up and somehow sneak their way into the playoffs. Where if the Vikings make the playoffs, I would not be shocked. Yeah. Um it's it's Vikings for me, and one of the main measurements in my mind is how comfortable are you with the most important pillars of your organization? So ownership, general manager slash front office, coach, quarterback. Like those, are, if if you've got those things aligned, New England Patriots, Robert Kraft, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, mm-hmm. all of the rest just sort of magically figures itself out over the course of twenty years, right? When's the last time? the Chicago Bears felt more comfortable with their coach-quarterback, let's just say coach-quarterback combination, than the Minnesota Vikings. Because I definitely feel more comfortable with Zimmer-Cousins. I don't feel amazing about it for the next five years, but I feel pretty damn good about Zimmer-Cousins putting out at least eight wins, right? Yep. I mean, Lovey Smith-Jay Cutler for a couple years? But when the Vikings had, like, Leslie Frazier and and Ponder. Ponder? In the the era... (laughs) In and how football was played, it probably like definitively goes back to Ditka McMahon. And McMahon was just kind of like and McMahon, McMahon was, was there to great, hand the ball but off. The Vikings to were sort of trying to find a quarterback and Kramer and Wilson, and not that they were bad, but the way the football operated then, there was probably some comfort. But yeah, if we're talking about for an extended period of time, I mean the Bears, the Bears' inability to find a quarterback rivals and actually often surpasses the Vikings. Yeah. Oh, it, absolutely. But I mean, that's, absolutely. that's that's speaking volumes. That's speaking volumes when you go through the litany of of has-beens or nearly washed up aging geriatric quarterbacks who have worn purple and then point to a team in the division and say, and, and I mean, you still come back and say, okay, Bears last three really effective quarterbacks. One of them without a question is Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman played before I was born. I'm 50. <laughs> what, hey, what, cr- real quick Mount Rushmore here. Oh. Real quick Mount Rushmore. Let's make it official. Mount Rushmore is easy. It's the cliche Mount Rushmore sports talker of the week with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. That is why I would put him on the Mount Rushmore. Those would be my four. I think we did this with Rami one time, but what is the what is the Bears Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks? Uh, Cutler, Sid Luckman. Cutler, Cutler has to be one. Jay, is Jay Cutler the George Washington? <laughs> He, I think he is smoking J- Jay I think, Cutler. I think McMahon because he right. won a Super Bowl has to be on that Mount Rushmore. He just has to be. He probably is, but he, it's not like he was a great quarterback. But I'm looking for when 
I'm just going to pro football reference here. So Sid Luckman. I got the, the, the yardage leaders are Jay Cutler, <laughs> Sid Luckman, Jim Harbaugh, Jim McMahon. So, so Eric Kramer is is fifth. That's Sid, your Mount Rushmore. Sid Luckman played from 1939 to 1950. Okay? He's in that conversation. Think about that. Football in 1950 in no way, shape, or form resembles anything, anything. Like, at least baseball, you're, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, it's still baseball. A, a dude who played during World War Bleeping Two yes, is second in that franchise in yardage, touchdown in passes. Ni- in 1950, nobody gave a damn about the National <laughs> Football League. So That's uh, hilarious. It is remarkable. But, yeah, I, I would say uh, that starting this exercise, if you told me, okay, take the Vikings in 2020, your Bears, it's not that tough. Yeah. It's not that tough of exercise. Mitch Trubisky, by the way, is eighth on the Bears' all-time quarterback passing yards list. And with one or two decent seasons, probably moves into Mount Rushmore discussion. What about that guy, Kyle Orton? No, uh, no Mount Rushmore for Kyle Orton on that list? Uh, how long do you play? Oh, for four or five years. Kyle Orton, I think, was more famous for sitting. He oftentimes would sit above the third-base dugout at Wrigley Field during day games. There was a couple times oh, where he, he like there's one I don't know if it's if you it might have been before uh, like people screenshotted things but I remember watching a Cubs game one time and he was sitting there with two gigantic beers just double fisting sunglasses and the, and the classic Kyle Orton neck beard mm-hmm. just day drinking at Wrigley. You Field. know what that shows you? It shows you as long as long as your business card says quarterback of National Football League team, <laughs> it doesn't matter how bad you are. You can be absolutely terrible, but you can double fist in the front row of a Cubs yeah, game. Yeah, that dude still made a lot of money. Where's Rex so. Grossman? Knocking on the door. Yeah. going to say, some good years from Well, could, couldn't you, in theory, couldn't you? So Sid Joker. Luckman's on it. Cutler's on it. McMahon's on it. So the, the fourth one is the one that's in question. Jim Harbaugh, in terms of just like longevity, quote unquote, because he, he was the starter for a few years. Yep. But he never took him to a Super Bowl. Sexy Rexy took him to a Super Bowl. Oh, yep. Yeah. I feel like the the last guy on this Mount Rushmore would have to uh, be like it could change. So, like ads that flip on a uh, board, just a garbage. It would have to be garbage, like a garbage quarterback, it's a digital board, and then yeah. a digital board, and then it would change to another sure. garbage quarterback, and then it would change to another or garbage quarterback. Or it's just a flaming garbage can yeah. as the Mount Rushmore fourth item. It could just be. How that. do the Vikings find themselves in a division with a team that's actually had a m- much worse quarterback? history than know. them because Tarkington sets them apart. But here's the thing. Despite the fact that we just clowned on the Bears for this entire episode of Purple Daily, the Vikings are still 100% going to lose a game at Soldier Field to the oh, Bears yeah. in 2020. Because that's what happens. Yep. That's what happens. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. <laughs> Glad it ends on a happy note. <laughs> Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Please give the show a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple or anywhere you're able to give said reviews and we'll see you next time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.